Hey, Iron Pigs fans, welcome to the first edition of Pig Pod, as we are thrilled to finally kick off this podcast here to talk all things Lehigh Valley, whether it's the Iron Pigs on the field, off the field, within the organization, it's going to be a great time having an episode out each week that you can find on ironpigsbaseball.com, on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, also on our social channels. It's going to be a lot of fun. I'm Mike Ventola, Media Relations Manager and Broadcaster here with the Iron Pigs. And, of course, with me here is Matt Stratton, Director of Digital Media and Communications. He is our social media guy, as I always like to tell people. You know, he is uh, snapping photos, sending tweets. Sending tweets, tweets, you know. All that good stuff, right, Matt? Oh, yeah. All season long, you'll see me running around, snapping photos, sending tweets. He gets close up to the action, folks. So what's cool about this pig pod is that we're going to be able to have guests on for each episode, whether outside the organization, inside the organization, partners, you know. But right now, it just seems all the excitement is around the Philadelphia Phillies. The fightings, baby. We're talking about the fightings. (laughs) Said. I know you are ready, Matt. I know uh, the Iron Pigs, the front office here, we are thrilled that the Phillies are in the World Series. Great seeing so many former Iron Pigs players that are contributing to the Philadelphia Phillies in this outstanding and historic playoff run, uh, Matt. But you know what, too? um, As exciting as that all that's been, we had a great year here in Lehigh Valley this year. Uh, The Iron Pigs turning in their first winning season since 2018 with 76 wins. Um, we saw players have career years. We saw, see, it felt like half the team going up to Philadelphia at one point or another. So I got to ask you a first question here on the Pig Pod: What was your fun, most exciting moment to you in 2022 here at Coca-Cola Park? Yeah, I mean, obviously we have a lot to choose from, Mikey. But um, I would say for me, uh, being a little, little selfish here, obviously when we had Bryce Harper here for okay. the last two games. Um, we had him here for when we played as the Iron Mutts. And then crazy to think of Harper in an Iron Mutts jersey. I don't think anybody could have predicted that uh, no, not at this all. season. But, um, you know, just just the electricity that one player brings to anywhere that he steps his foot onto the field in. And, you know, when when he's first at bat, he hit that, uh, hit that bomb to, to right field. Yeah. I mean, that just set the tone. Um, for me, that was probably the most electric thing that I've ever captured um, in my career. And but overall, though, um, I think my favorite promotion though was the uh, the the water ice. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, obviously being from outside Philly, ha- having that water ice dialect. You know, the water dialect, which is which is what we wanted to campaign it as, focus on the pr- the pronunciation, the water. Yep. W O D R. Um, you know, I think that you know jerseys look great. Caps are great. Shout out to Kevin Whitehead, our director of a multimedia there, uh, designing that logo and designing those jerseys. Um, hey, Jeet yet, right? Jeet yet. Jeet yet. Jeet yet. No, so yeah, the Le- Lehigh Valley Water Ice, I think for me, stole the show. Um, you know, kind of hit home with that one. You know, I thoroughly enjoyed the Water Ice as well, too. That was probably my, one of my favorite promotions all year. Um, but I think. When you actually sit there and break it all down, um, I, I think you were right. I think the Iron Mutts really took over, not just here in Coca-Cola Park, but it was really, you know, getting exposure outside of the Lehigh Valley and regionally and, and even in some aspects uh, kind of nationally. Now, there was a lot of media here because of Bryce Harper, but in, in to kind of go along with it, um, you know, 
knowing that you had the adoption agencies out to, of course, you know, promoting, you know, to for fans to adopt mutts, um, which was great. You know, we had multiple um, adoptions that took place. And it was nice, too, because, you know, Major League Baseball took notice of that. Minor League Baseball took notice of that, um, you know, writing, you know, an article for MILB.com. And then, of course, for all the media here for Bryce, um, even a lot of the writers that were here just to cover Bryce Harper and his rehab were kind of, buy, they were buying into it as well, too, and kind of asking questions about the jersey and showing the jersey on, you know, all the regional cable networks uh, in Philadelphia. So um, I think that really kind of took um, the icing on the cake as far as I'm concerned with uh, promotions uh, throughout the year. And I think to me, you know, as Iron Pigs fans and hopefully not just Iron Pigs fans, but baseball fans and minor league baseball fans that listen to this podcast, you know, the Iron Pigs turn in not just forget about what happened on the field, but off the field as well too. second in all of minor league baseball and yep. overall attendance behind the Nashville Sounds and second in average attendance behind uh, the Dayton Dragons, uh, you know, a high A affiliate. And I think that to me is a credit to our president and general manager, Kurt Landis, and of course our entire staff really going above and beyond to give our fans a very um, welcoming experience each night, but a fun and entertaining experience as well. Yeah, 100%, you know, because obviously we love baseball yeah. and that's m main part of our product, but also we, we offer a family fun environment. So, you know, between who's getting pied in the face, yep. who's getting, you know, who's getting pushed over the pork race, um, you know, it's really hard to, hard to not have a good time here during, during the summer. No, not at all. And, you know, I think, you know, the amount of fun that has taken place here um, at Coca-Cola Park, so, uh, that's just a credit to when the team was first in existence back during the 2008 season, and that, of course, was a year the Phillies won the World Series. And now the Phillies are in the World Series for the first time since 2009. And, you know, and they had a great playoff run from 2007 through 2011, um, only winning one World Series going to two, but you got to really see some great moments, um, some Hall of Fame-type players wearing Philly uniforms, and then, of course, um, just in some of the uh, – achievements made by certain players uh, throughout those playoff runs. And now you're seeing it now here with this Phil current Philadelphia Phillies team. I mean, you talked about earlier, the fightings. The fightings. I mean, Matt, I mean, you look the at fightings. what the fightings are doing right now. Um, you know, Bryce Harper's leading the way, hitting 500 right now here in the postseason. You look at Reese Hoskins, the amount of home runs he's hit. Um, and you look up and down from a pitching side, Aaron Nola, Ranger Suarez, Sir Anthony Dominguez, just to name a few. Um, Alec Bohm and his contributions over at third base. I haven't mm -hmm. even named every former Iron Pig yet, but I think that's where we as an Iron Pig staff and as an organization kind of hang our hat on is knowing that, hey, a lot of these guys wore Iron Pigs uniforms at one time or another. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to, you know, obviously, you know, we have Sir Anthony, you have name Alvarado who was with us for a brief brief second. And, but he, can, he even contributed, you know, his time here to really helping him turn things around and now he's been one of the best relievers in major league baseball and he's really coming through for for the fightings and those in those mm -hmm. key situations that we've just seen it here you know throughout the postseason um you know it's and then you know it, obviously our, our our guy uh Derek Longball Hall is there yep. Wolfie Nick Maton Ma Matt Veerling um you know uh Yaro Munoz was up there um you know for for uh you know two three weeks at a time um, you know, so it's, it's cool to see, obviously us get to, we get to 
interact with the players more so than anybody else. So it's cool to see those guys, um, you know, getting to know those guys and seeing them getting called up to the show and really having them live out their, you know, all this time that they've worked hard for. And their hard work has, you know, has been paying off. No, it's credit too. I mean, obviously Rob Thompson, manager for the Phillies, you know, taking over for Joe Girardi. Um, if he's not a candidate for manager of the year, then I don't know what the writers are thinking, you know, when yeah. it comes to uh, voting for that honor. But one good player you mentioned, of course, Derek Hall. And we're excited because first episode here on the Pig Pod, we are going to talk to Derek Hall. Long ball, baby. We're going to talk to Long Ball, who had one of the greatest seasons ever for an Iron Pig in the history of this organization. And then, of course, made an unbelievable impact uh, with the Philadelphia Phillies uh, for about, what, anywhere from six to seven weeks, it felt like he was up there. Yeah. And, you know, hitting the nine home runs and able, and able to even pitch in relief uh, at one point uh, for the Phillies, though you don't want to see that too often <laughs> as a position player. No. But I know for us, getting ready to talk to Derek Hall, um, I know for you, you and I were both really excited to talk to him. You know, but what it truly excites you most in getting a chance to talk with long ball Derek Hall? I think, um, you know, really not a lot of people knew who, who uh, Hall was. Um, obviously, he, he made some splash in spring training. Um, and last year, he had a great year with us. Um, you know, he was, he was our, our, our best hitter, in my opinion, um, last season. But to kind of see him kind of emerge out of, you know, the woodwork and for the Phillies to be able to, to realize that, that, hey, this guy's got, this guy's got MLB potential. He's got an MLB bat. And we've seen on the field that he's not too shabby with the glove either. He, he's, he's made some outstanding defensive plays at first base this season. Um, really utilizing that leather and, you know, to, to really hold down first base. But I think for me, it's, just, again, you know, going back to like me and you, you know, seeing him every day here, bat, you know, taking BP, um, you know, really, you know, working his tail off. And, you know, when we first learned about that, when he got, when he was getting the call, me and you were, we were both pumped. Yes. You know, especially, I mean, for me too, obviously, you know, it's, um, you know, for to be able to share that on social and seeing everybody, all the reactions uh, from our fans that when they finally got knew that he was getting called up, you know, I think that just made it 10 times better, um, obviously, because he deserved it. And, and, and it was awesome to see just the impact that he had immediately, um, you know, just cranking it out left and right. <laughs> it's crazy. No, it certainly was. And you know, I know what manager Anthony Contreras and his coaching staff just spoke glowingly of him throughout his time here this past season. And, you know, for him, despite not having been on any of the active rosters throughout the playoffs, um, but still he is ready and available. God forbid, of course, there are an injury to, of course, to the, any Philly here throughout the course of the World Series. But, yes, we're going to talk to Derek Hall. We're going to get to know a little bit more about Derek, ask him some rapid-fire questions, but also to talk with him about this past season and, of course, this playoffs run where I just want to ask him more than anything, has he at any point been able to yell in a clubhouse, play the song? <laughs> you know, I just want to see if he was able to announce or yell that at any point throughout this celebration. So we're going to get a chance to talk with Derek Hall. And then, of course, you know, for Matt and I, we're going to get a chance to then, you know, wrap up our first edition of Pig Pod here, which we're excited to debut and excited to have out weekly. Um, once again, on ironpigsbaseball.com, you can – Follow us and listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and of course, Stratton here is going to, he'll send some tweets, he'll Facebook, maybe some Instagramming, who knows, but I know you, you'll have it all over the socials, so let's get an opportunity now to talk to Longball Derek Hall.
So Derek, it's been obviously a fun-filled ride for you and the Phillies right now. Got to ask you first and foremost, um, just how much fun are you having? This has got to be a once-in-a-lifetime ride for you. Oh, absolutely. Like, I was really glad, you know, like, that they kept us around at the, at you know, after the season was over. But, man, I tell you what, it's it's been something something special, like a almost like a book, like a fairy tale story. It's like right when we need something, we get it. You know, like big plays, big swings, like big outings, like it. it and every pitch is important. You know, you see uh, like the guys throw a strike and the fans go crazy. We go crazy. It's I mean, it's it's how baseball should be. You know, with that as well, too, and it's been obviously just an unbelievable ride for you and the Phillies right now. But before we get into more of that, did want to take you back. You certainly had an unbelievable year yourself, um, a great year here in AAA with the Iron Pigs, but then also, too, um, a great run uh, when you were called up uh, with the Phillies. Um, how much have you – I know it's been hard, I'm sure, at any point to digest what the season's been like because of what's been going on. But, um, you know, for you, if you've been able to have any moment, don't just say, man, this has really been great. Um, it, yeah, but it was short lived, you know, like I remember, uh, like after the end of the pig season, I was actually starting to like decompress a little bit. And then like the next day I was back up. So it was like all those, whatever I decompressed went right away, you know, cause I usually wait until the season's over to process everything. Cause once you process it, you're in the off season, you yeah. know what I mean? And then the cycle begins in February again. So uh, I haven't really had time to even sit there and think about it. Um, you know, I felt really good about the year. Uh, you know, I'm still fully invested here, you know, trying to stay, you know, just in case something happens or if they need me. Um, but, you know, I was really happy with, you know, how I was able to come back this year and play for the pigs and then, you know, get in the call and be able to perform and, and help the Phillies. Matt. Yeah. So obviously um, a, a term that kind of started, here at Coquilla Park, Long Ball Hall um, has been has been flown around here throughout last season and can continuing this season with with your tremendous year that you had with us this year. Um, what do you think of that uh, nickname? And has that and has that kind of you know has that have you heard that before or or, or is it, or is that something that kind of you really kind of started to hear like when you when you uh, when you started here with us? Well, it was funny. I, the first time I ever heard it, I was in Williamsport. Mm -hmm. And there'd be like one really loud fan that would just yell it continuously. Right. And at the time I was like, Oh, you know, like I don't tired of hearing it, but then like, uh, I'm pretty sure we did our media day and, you know, we had like a nicknames on there and I'm like, I usually just put like E hall. Like that's, yeah. uh, that's just what call me like, yeah, I'll put something else, you know? So I, I really thought about it and, um, I put that on there. And I don't know if that's where it started or if it was from me telling somebody the year before, but, um, you know, I, it was pretty cool. Like, I, I, I like that name. I, I feel like – I don't know about other guys, other power hitters, but I feel like I don't get very many cheap ones. <laughs> I feel like when I miss it, I have the whole dang thing to get it out, but when I do it, go a long ways. You know, it's funny, too, because um, Matt and I, we were talking about it um, at one point, too, because on the concourse here at Coca-Cola Park, they have, you know, Dylan Cousins, you know, of course, hit like the longest, you know, home run, I think, hit here at Coca-Cola Park. If I'm not mistaken, I think during the season, you might have reached out to me or you had asked me, like, 
I think I beat that, right? I think you beat the, his um, longest home run by four feet on the road, if I'm not mistaken. I think you did that. I forget where you were on the road, where we were on the road this year, but I know you crushed one, I think four or five feet beyond the one that he hit here back in, I think it was either 2017 or 2018. So. Yeah, I actually told Kurt I did it twice. So <laughs> I hit a in Rochester. Because I know, I know cousins. I'm like, I just want to get that. I feel like I can hit a ball farther. So it was always a competitive thing. <laughs> yeah. But I, Rochester too, I think, uh, I think the last week of the year or third to the last week of the year, mm-hmm. one of the balls I hit, uh, I think just as far farther than the one in Scranton mm-hmm. that, I, that you were talking about. Oh, yeah. So I told Kurt, I said, get that fixed, right? Like it's happened twice, you know. Let's let's have some accountability here. Absolutely. <laughs> we'll get them to yeah, we'll get them to uh get that um get that updated because uh no disrespect to cousins, but like yeah, it's now that's your record. Regardless of what's a hither here or on the road, it, it's your record now. So going back to the you know the long balls, was there um was there one this year that just that stood out to you? Um you know, uh, that, that you're, that you're just like, wow, I, I, I can't believe that that just went that far. Yeah. Honestly, the two I was talking about were like that one. I didn't realize I knew I hit it good, but I didn't actually realize how far it went. Mm-hmm. The one in Rochester, the one in Scranton, um, I've never hit a ball dead center like that. Yeah. That far. Usually like they go out. You know, but like that one, it was like I hit it had like an extra year. And Scranton's not an easy place to hit them. Mm-hmm. You know, I think it was a better day that day. But like it, like when I hit it, and it was funny. My host family from 2021 were standing out there, and they saw it hit the the mountain just to the right of the batter's eye. I was like, wow! Like uh, I, I was kind of shocked. You know? Yeah, because yeah, because um, I remember because I was. I was uh, I was trying to I was pulling the clip uh, to, for to post it on social and I just hear the the Scranton radio guys they're just like in awe they're like we've never seen <laughs> we've never seen a ball hit hit out that far in center field dead center like that um, so it was that was just that was a funny funny little moment there um, yeah and then so obviously now you know you've you've been up the Phillies for you know past th- three weeks or so. Um, and obviously you, you, you were up there for, you know, about a month and a half or so before you came back down, uh, to finish out the season with us. Um, and you were only one shy, one home run shy of tying Reese's record with, uh, for, uh, with the pigs. Have, have you and him kind of had like a little banter about that a little back and forth, or have you guys talked about that at all? No, we talked about it for like 10 minutes, right. When I got called, he's like, did you break, did you break the record? And I was like, nah, it's one short. <laughs> I was like, it's like, all right, <laughs> like laughed about it, you know? Yeah. Cause I think he got wind of you know, somehow. Um, but yeah, it was, it was close. You know, I, um, there's a stretch there where it was like, man, I felt like my swing was like on. And then there'd be some days where it was like, I don't know what's going on. You know, it's kind of end of the year baseball grind. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, I, I wasn't really concerned with trying to hit, like any more homers i swung the way i normally swing i just wasn't connected you know with you know with that too derek you know it's funny because like you know you want to get up to the big leagues and obviously you're there now and you know when you kind of think back to that uh 
run that you had, you know, throughout the regular season there in Philadelphia. Um, you know, I know you had a, you know, a great debut, you know, obviously you had a couple of uh, two home run games. You really just put yourself in a really good spot up there. Um, you know, uh, when you kind of think back to that moment as well, too, when you're in Philly for that month and a half um, and you're, cause that was like regular season, getting to see the fans getting behind you. And now just seeing it amplified by like a hundred or like a million here in the playoffs. Um, are Philly fans really just like the best fan base you've ever been a part of? Cause it seems like they're just behind you guys constantly. Yeah. You know, I think they just, uh, they're very trendy, you know, like they, they pay attention to everything that the team's going through, you know? And I, I think that's cool. Like having a fan base that's like in and on like what you're doing makes it feel like, every day is like really important, which it is, but it make they add to that element, you know? So I, I think the fans are awesome. Um, I think they also, if you can't tell, have made a huge difference for us in the playoffs. Like teams are not playing good in Philly. We are, but they are. And that there has to be something, there has to be something scientific about how loud that place gets when you're hit, trying to hit a ball. Cause if you look, when we're hitting, it's quiet. Like everybody's, you know, letting our guys focus. But when they're hitting, it is so loud. I don't even know what the decimals are. You know, and there has to be something to that. Like, you know, trying to hit a ball at 98 miles an hour with decimals that are making your ears ring isn't exactly easy. So I would definitely attest that the fans are making a huge difference right now, too. You know, and that's that's and that's the, the, and obviously what Philly fans want to hear, that obviously they're making an impact. But, you know, all your teammates, whether it's been Bryce, whether it's been uh, Schwarber, of course, JT, Reese, you know, all of them when they've had the opportunity to be there at a post-game presser, you know, all of you, you know, including yourself have, have attributed to the fans. And, you know, I know obviously you were hoping that Philadelphia could have a strong contingent getting down to Houston on Friday and Saturday, but I'm sure once Monday, game three, regardless of where the series is that um, I'm sure you guys are probably thinking, man, the decibel level levels have already been loud. You know, when you've won both series, the way you've won both series, I mean, I'm almost thinking that game three is going to just really break all-time decibel records. You would have to think oh. back from Houston, regardless of where you guys are at in the series. Right, and I don't really think our fans like the Astros. Like, I don't – I think the baseball community is, like, still kind of off of them, even though, you know, they haven't got caught mm -hmm. doing what they for a few years now and they're still winning games. But I still think the peep, it's a soft spot. And with how passionate our fans are, I, I think they're just going to be all over. <laughs> I think it's going to be, it probably is going to be louder than even the last little bit here, which, you know, will be awesome to see, you know, I, but I, it, it's crazy. I, I, I think that place is so much fun to play and um, you know, how passionate the, the fans are up and down the system really is, is amazing. You know, um, even growing up where I grew up, like we have fans, but our fans sit and watch, mm -hmm. you know, like in Arizona, like people just sit and watch, but Philly people get after it. And I always thought that was super cool. Like people tailgate, you know, they get there five hours for the, for the game. Like they bring towels, they bring signs. Like it's, it's incredible. Matt, what else you got? Yeah. Um, yeah, because I was at uh, both the NLDS clincher and the NLCS clincher, and um, yeah, man, it's just like the the, the raw emotion, the uh, the investment, the emotional investment is it, it just takes it to a, to a whole no, another level. I mean, when 
with with when uh, Ken Rosenthal, he he got the notification on his phone that like the decimal level was like da- you know was getting to a point where it's like where it's potentially dangerous you know for his you know for his for, you know for his health. Um, but yeah, and then you know just transitioning back to that emotion, like how how has it been how's it you know describe the emotion that I like obviously we see everything that's been going on for that the Phillies have been putting out and the the beat reporters have been putting out, but just for you and just being able to take all that in, can you, can you kind of describe that just in a few words that how, how the past two weeks have been playing out for you guys? Well, I'll take it a little bit further than that. I, I think um, this team, what, what you're seeing right now is a release of multiple years of trying to get, doing everything they can to get in the playoffs. Right. And um, just, you know, falling short a couple of times here and there, you know, things not always going your way. Even this year, like, like the whole team scratched, fought and clawed to get here. So I think once the playoffs hit, it was like the monkeys off the bat, right? Like, like we can just play ball now. Like we don't have to talk about it. We don't have to think about it. Right. Like I think as an organization, it was like everybody took a, it was like a breath of fresh air and like on the field, you can see it. There's no stress. There's no like anxiety going on. It, it is straight just baseball, and like you could tell that they they want everybody wants it. Everybody's pulling on the same side of the rope, and you know if somebody doesn't get it done, somebody else does. If somebody you know makes a mistake, somebody picks them up. Like and the hit on the hitting side, like guys aren't just you know taking bad swings. Like with their take, they're they're trying to move runners. You know, trying to hit line drives. They're not trying to hit home runs. Like, so you could tell that the heart is there, right? You know, like of the team. Like we're trying to do. Everybody's doing everything they can to 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 win a baseball game, and I think that is just everybody can feel that. Like even in the dugout, you know, like we can tell. Like especially when guys do it, it's like that gives us even more reason to to, to cheer on our teammates too. Like. You know, because everybody like you know their hearts there, and then when they get it done, it means a lot. You know. Yeah, and I've me personally, and Mikey, um, I'm sure you can touch on this too, but I've never seen a more resilient team. Um, I mean, just look at game uh, um, game four. You know, it was uh, you know down four nothing already, and you guys fought, and like you said, you clawed back. Um, you know, I just feel like this team is just never feels that feels like that. There's never a moment to where they can rise to the occasion, and that's been that's been. Uh, evident here than in this postseason yeah i don't understand what the actual mental side of it is but it feels like we aren't gonna lose yeah like it never a point in the game where we're like you can there's just the like feel and vibe is like oh you know what i mean like at this point it's it, even when we get down it's like somebody's the feeling is like somebody's gonna do something you know, it's, and it's just been like that. It's almost like we're on the craps table and we just keep hitting our numbers, you know, like it, it will, and when, when you get that feeling, you get really confident, right. And you make your run. And I think that's what people are, everybody feels, you know, it's like, um, it's, it's really, really hard to feel that way. But when the, when everything's right, you get that, that feel. And I think that's what everybody is experiencing, honestly. No, yeah. I, mean, I I agree, Derek. And obviously, I think if you want to see it, you know, I don't think you guys, have, this has been as resilient to the team as we have seen. I think if you're going to go back to 
a prior team in history, maybe the 2004 Boston Red Sox when they were down three games to nothing against New York in the ALCS, which then, of course, they pr propelled their way onto the World Series. But that's how far back you'd have to go um, from, you know, from what we have seen, you know, when obviously with what you guys are continuing to do. But, um, you know, Derek, we are, you know, we're just so excited for you and obviously for the Phillies. You know, we're hoping that you guys could take care of business in Houston. Maybe they can get yourselves in a position where you're celebrating uh, a World Series uh, victory in um, in Philadelphia, hopefully either by game four or worst case by game five. And you don't have to go back to Houston. Um, but um, we appreciate you uh, coming on. But before we let you go, we're going to um, hit you with some quick rapid fire questions here. Um, just kind of concerning, you know, just kind of have some fun here with you um, and obviously with the Phillies. So I got to ask you, first and foremost, have you been able to yell at any point play the you know what song when you're in the clubhouse celebrating or is that more so for like you know some of the other guys when you guys are getting ready to you know celebrate and you're singing the song have you ever been able to announce play that you know what song i think i just kind of joined in with the crew when that <laughs> happened like, <laughs> nice. off the field because the media you know people are wanting to you know you know they got to do their job talk to the players and when we get everybody in there that's when it kind of goes down you know, we usually play like a, a song for the people that are in the clubhouse. And then when everybody gets in there, that song comes on. <laughs> um, when you've had to travel, obviously with the team, um, who's your uh, who's your seatmate on the plane or who are you next to on the plane? I sat by Stoddard a lot. Okay. Yeah. And then now that the families are coming, uh, except my, obviously my wife, but I was either Stoddard or Falter. Um, obviously so far, you know, you've had the chance to be in St. Louis. Um, you've had a chance to be in Atlanta, be in San Diego of the three, what's been your favorite, uh, road series so far in the playoffs? Probably the Cardinals, honestly, doing what we did there in front of all their fans was, <laughs> yes, you know, <laughs> like, we are so bad. Uh, I mean, it was, they're a good team. And I would think right now to uh, the daycare, um, how much now are you guys uh, really just continuing to keep the older guys, quote unquote, in the clubhouse loose, right? Got to still keeping them loose a little bit, right? Yeah. You know what they say about like a pack of wolves, the, the, they put the old wolves in front and they put the young wolves <laughs> in the back, push the yeah. old guys. That's the day. <laughs> oh, um, and then uh, how much have you been, you know, when for obviously for, you know, cause we all know Wolfie and Nick Maton, um seems like, he has had arguably outside the most fun. I feel like during those celebrations, though you, I feel like they ripped your shirt off a few times on you uh, when you're in the clubhouse um, during those celebrations. Oh yeah. It's, I mean, it's just great. Like I said, you know, it, we, it's celebrating everybody. It's celebrating the people who really did it that day too. And, you know, just to be able to enjoy something like that all together is incredible. Like it's a, it's something that I wish, more people could, you know, enjoy, but, you know, at the end of the day, you still got to earn it. Last and last one too. I know you and um, you and Ashley just recently celebrated your uh, one year anniversary. I know um, it would be, you know, the cherry on top if, you know, the Phillies take care of business, but um, without obviously revealing anything, are you two uh, planning for anything once the season's done to go and truly celebrate the one year anniversary? Um, No, I mean, we, uh, it was funny, like we had our anniversary and we, you know, that was our celebration. And I, that was just kind of something we thought about, you know, or are going to remember for a long time. Um, 
I think when we get home, I, I owe her a really nice dinner. That's for sure. You know, because our time is kind of short. But when we get back home, we're gonna we're definitely gonna celebrate with a nice dinner. We still got to get each other gifts. We we haven't been sure what to do because like shipping's kind of a mess right now because we're in like a different city every other day. You know, I feel like. Yeah. But yeah, it was it was definitely special though. One year anniversary and then winning the national league championship is something like I don't think we'll ever forget. <laughs> Not at all. But Derek, thanks for joining us, man. Kick some butt there in the world series. Um, thanks so much for uh, joining us. And uh, of course, appreciate, you know, um, all the great play that you had throughout the season. And, uh, you know, I know Matt and I, we're just hoping the Phillies are celebrating a, a world series championship here within the next few days. Fingers oh yeah. Well, thank you for having me. We'll, we're going to do everything we can. I can tell you that. That's what they want to hear. So thanks, Derek. <laughs> Thank you yep. again, Derek. Good luck, man. No problem. Thank you, guys. It was great talking with Derek Hall. Obviously, we learned a lot. Always a great person to talk to, Matt. Um, as far as you and I are concerned, I don't think we could have had a better first guest here on PigPod. No, I mean, it's it, it's hard to deviate away from his his impact that he had with us and the impact that he had with uh, with the Phillies when uh, when he got the call. So it was Big shout out! Big shout out to Derek Hall uh, for jumping on with us and uh, you know giving us his insight on uh, what's been going on with him and uh, you know see if he's see if he's going to be dancing on his own. Yep. So keep playing that song. That's all we can hope the Phillies keep doing. So, but uh, Iron Pigs fans, minor league baseball fans, baseball fans, thanks for listening to this first edition of Pig Pod. And once again, you can find the Pig Pod on IronPigsBaseball.com. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, this guy here, Matt Stratton, he will, of course, be tweeting this thing out, too. So you, there's no excuses, but be sure to, of course, follow our social channels here for the Lehigh Valley Iron Pigs. For Matt Stratton, our Director of Digital Media and Communications, I'm Mike Ventola, Media Relations Manager and Broadcaster. Once again, thanks for listening to this edition of The Pig Pod.